Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys and gals. Fernandes here with Scott Lockwood and Dennis Maffazzoli on the state semifinal edition of the Herald Tribune podcast. And then there were two guys beginning of the season we had a whole bunch of teams vying for this these two spots and we have two teams local teams uh actually for the 14th time we have two teams in the uh, state semifinals uh riverview rams venice indians we were both at last week's games that set it up uh dennis and i were over at the rams game break down that venice game for us before well, we it start. was it was an odd duck i mean <laughs> you know the bloomingdale came out and they they were scoring almost well it took advantage of a lot of venice mistakes and they, you know, they were leading was it 32-29 at halftime, but you knew, kind of had an idea of what was going to happen in the second half of that game. And Venice did what Venice always does. They come out as war teams out. They played great on defense in the second half. And the offensive miscues that happened were corrected almost instantly. And they ran Bloomingdale out of the building in the second half. And now they're regional champions third year in a row. And getting ready to take on an old friend this week in St. Thomas Aquinas, which has been uh, – Last year's game was the loudest I've ever heard a high school stadium get when they played at, over at Powell Davis. And except this year, they get to go back to Brian Piccolo Stadium down there at St. Thomas Aquinas, which is probably one of the hardest venues in the country to play at. So yeah, last year's game, twenty-seven twenty, yep. up here, uh, up at Venice. Dennis, we were at the Riverview game. We were. Uh, saw you at the sideline. I was. I uh, saw you after the game. <laughs> Uh, what can we say? Uh, you did a great story on Dorian Hall, the field goal kick, who had a great game. But I think who took center stage was the entire Riverview defense. Oh, yeah. Game. I mean, the, the way Dr. Phillips came out and went right down the field on him the first uh, series, 80 yards, it was like uh, this is uh, not going to go well for Riverview. But they uh, made some adjustments, clamped up, and um, really uh, shut down a, a team that was uh, you know on a roll early. I mean, four inter- uh, three interceptions, one fumble recovery, four turnovers, won the turnover battle, four nothing. Uh, that's a recipe for success. You know, they really rolled out the uh, the alums. You took pot uh, in the alum game. Really was a neat deal on Thanksgiving to be part of that. It really was. They they really got the mojo going, and for the first time since '04, they're they are back. In the state semifinals, we all remember 04. That was after they beat Sarasota in front of 12,000 people at Irig Field. And then they went down to St. Thomas Aquinas and, and, and got beat down there. Uh, let's break down their opponents coming up. They're both on the road. Riverview has to travel way up to Jacksonville to take on Mandarin. You did a little research on Mandarin, Scott. Uh, yeah. They have some offensive firepower. Yeah, that's the uh, game, that, of course, I'm going to be at. They've got a quarterback up there named Carson Beck, over 3,000 yards passing, 31 touchdowns, and he's an Alabama commit. You don't see, you don't see those a lot um, during, the set, during your normal regular season. They've got... Uh, couple of really dangerous players that play both sides. you got Demario Douglas and uh, Darian Oxendine, who guys are going to have to watch for. They wear jerseys number one and two, so they're going to be easy to find out there on the field. And I think uh, Riverview is going to be in for quite the challenge up there. This is a team that went 2-8 and eight a year ago, and they're finished. They're 9-4 and four now, but they're playing in some, they play some tough schedules up there, up in that part of the state. And uh, I think they're going to be ready, and the Riverview is going to be, like we say, in for a test. And 
We'll see what happens. Looking forward to seeing this game on Friday night. I mean, a team goes from 2-8 and eight and they're in the state semifinals. That has to be one of the greatest comebacks, at least turnaround stories, I've heard in recent years. And you say that uh, a lot of the same players, not an influx of a new talent. Yeah, juniors and seniors. So a lot of them are back from last year. I don't know if it... They just they found something during the offseason or what, but to go from two and eight to the verge of playing for a state championship, that's that's pretty darn impressive. And on on the other end of the state, down in <laughs> Fort Lauderdale, yeah. I think we've all been down there several times covering games against various area performers. If you don't know St. Thomas Aquinas after getting beat by Venice this year, they just turn around, go twelve and one so far. They've outscored their opponents six hundred and twenty-four to eighty-seven. Their only loss was to Miami Central. Uh, in September, look at these last three games. In the regional quarter, they beat South Miami 77-20. to In the semis, Fort Lauderdale 51 to nothing. And last week, beat Palm Beach Dwyer 35 to nothing. Uh, they've had 55 sacks, nine interceptions. Uh, they run for touchdowns. They pass uh, 41 and 32. Basically, it's it's, a t- it's going to be a tough matchup. It's a typical St. Thomas team. I mean, they, they have uh, weapons on offense. They have a fast defense. And their special teams, as um, Coach Peacock pointed out, Venice coach John Peacock pointed out, can really do some yeah. damage. So they're going to have to be ready to play all three phases of the game. Venice is... is he? To, uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know if the perfect game, perfect football game has never been played, but, I mean, is it going to take Venice to go down there and pretty much put, put a, as much of a perfect game as you Peacock can? Peacock says it's not going to take a perfect game right. to beat them. So, we'll see. But if they start out like they did against Bloomingdale with all those turnovers and penalties in the first half, it's going to be a long night for them. He so was not happy uh, with the uh, yeah. start against Bloomingdale. Yep. Um, just going back, guys, we talked about, you know, Riverview the last time they were in a regional semifinal. Of course, Venice won it last year in 16. They were there in Charlotte. I'm going to ask you, the fact that Venice has been there so many times in recent years, does that help going into a matchup like this, you think? Even, I don't think it can hurt. Even I, mean, against, I, uh, yeah. I asked uh, Peacock about you know the players who played against uh, St. Thomas last year. You know If that gives them you know a little bit of an edge, and he says, you know we're expected to win every game that we play now, so that's where the program is, but I don't think it can hurt. Yeah, and in Riverview's case, I think Smith has mentioned to me early in the season that uh, we want to have our team peaking. And after last week's performance, you got to say that Venice uh, Riverview is playing at the top of their game right now. I don't think they're. I mean, I, I don't think they can play much better than they did. You know, they have the last few weeks. I mean, everything has come together since the loss to uh, the district loss, and they. Uh, they put it all together. Yeah, what a wake-up call that was for yeah. them. I mean, that's, they've, that, they've been unstoppable since then. I mean, uh, we've written about Alley Boyce and what he's done with that running game. Their defense is coming alive. The, they're starting to cut the penalties down at Riverview, which has been kind of a linchpin for them the second half of the year. And they're like you say, they're peaking at the right time. I just think they're going to be running into quite the opponent this week up there. And uh, – We'll see. Hey, Michael Hayes has turned into a pretty good receiver. I know he's been a running back, but, um, you know, they, they they throw the swing pass out to him, and he gained some yards. So I was pretty impressed with him uh, catching the ball and running after the catch. What I noticed most, because I saw Ruby at the beginning of the season, is the passing game has really advanced. Uh, Sean White looks like he's comfortable under center. Like I said, he hadn't played much quarterback. That showed early on. They're a well-rounded outfit. You mentioned special teams. I mean, Dorian is one of the best yeah. kickers, one of the best legs I, I've seen in the last few years around here. Okay, guys, time to make make a call. We, we seem to have indicated the way we're leaning by our discussions. 
But what do you think? Let's. Uh, how about the game you're going at? Okay, so I caught a lot of grief from my <laughs> fellow did. fellow Rams last week for picking against them, and uh, look what happened. They went and win. So with that said, <laughs> and I said this on Twitter last night, stay tuned for the pick and see if I agree with Pankos. Well, sorry, Rams. I think I kind of do agree with him. I think it's going to be a tough road to hoe going up there against a team like this. We've seen stranger things happen, but I think that um, – it's just going to be too tough going on this road trip. They're leaving on Friday morning at 9 a.m., which a lot of these teams usually go up the day before. That way they're rested, don't have to do the traveling and stuff like that. But um, I just, I just, I think it's going to be a tough road to hold for them. And I think Mandarin's going to continue that swing of theirs and end up going and playing Deerfield Beach, who I think will win the other 8A semifinal for the state championship next week. Dennis, what do you what do you think? Uh, we both know these teams quite well, but what do you think? I like the way the Rams are playing right now. I'm picking them to pick uh, to upset Mandarin. Uh, very, very good. Excellent. Is that going to be the game that decides our season series? It could be. Yeah, because it I know be. that I've struggled in the now. playoffs. We're, yeah. we're tied now. Yeah. No, so do I got to break the tie here? Uh, no, 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 no. This is our overall the, season. Oh, this is uh, overall season the, picks. Uh, okay. And I once we're, had an eight-game lead, and I blew it in the playoffs. Well, so, what, yeah. what do we have riding on this? Uh, I think Between, I think uh, Mr. Peterson is going to take the winner out to lunch and talk about the loser nonstop as kind of a roast. So oh, yeah. the uh, so that's that's what he said a few weeks ago. I don't know if it's still up for that, but we'll find out. Well, well, somebody will get a lunch out of it. Oh uh, yeah, the loser has to buy the lunch. Yeah. So that might be the bad part. Well, let's head down ninety five a little bit and a couple of exits and talk about the other game. No, you didn't pick yet. Oh, uh, pick. I'm going to be the well. Was that was that Riverview with the Ram crowd? I might be leaning toward Riverview. The stats you've 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 stated. I got to go with the home team in this, not knowing, not having seen Mandarin play. I'm going with the home team in this because at this level of the state. Well, let's go down I-95 uh, a little bit and go to the STA Venice game. Dennis, you started off. Um, <laughs> it's going to be hard to pick against uh, uh, St. Thomas. Yeah. Let's yeah. put it that way. I've, so that means he's not. <laughs> that means I'm not. I've seen. I've, I think I've covered Venice five or six yeah. times this year, and you know I think they're they're playing great. But this the way this Aquinas team has been looking and looking through the stats and all that stuff, I just don't see Venice getting it done. I mean, Aquinas has not lost a playoff game in Piccolo Stadium since 2003. And I don't think it's going to be the 46-8 game that was there two years ago. That was that one was a tough one to watch that night. And um, I think Venice is a little bit more evenly matched with them. But I, just, I think Aquinas will just they'll take care of business and for uh, uh, a lot of fireworks that uh, Brian Pichel is saying for the wrong team, unfortunately. So yeah. uh, we got that. Uh, what else we got going on, guys? What else do we, should we have to mention here? Boys yeah. basketball starts this week. Yes. I yeah. saw I saw BJ Ivy at the Rams game last week. He was very very excited at the start of the season. I'm going to go see them play against uh, Venice tonight. Let's say with with that lineup he's got, and especially with uh, when Malachi comes back, they ought to be really excited over there about their season this yeah. year. Yep. Who's the transfer they have? They have a a transfer. I should have written down his name in the press box, but I didn't. They have a transfer coming in that from uh, Mount Verde. From is it? Yeah. Uh, that BJ sounded very very high on. So. Is where the overlap of, of seasons happen, guys, right? So you got that. Um, so I was down at girls' soccer last night for another story I'm working on later. Venice's girls' team, they're one in another route last night. And uh, it's, uh, what are they, they're 5-0. and That was an 8-0 goal. You had one girl score her fourth hat trick of the season last night, uh, Mason Schilling. And I've got a feature coming up on her and some of the other girls next week. So that's another thing we got going on. And, you know, some girls' basketball is happening. And I think wrestling is going to be starting here pretty soon. And Girls' weightlifting. Yep. 
So well, yeah, it's, it never stops during this time of the year. Never stops. Yep. I hope we're around next week to talk about uh, another football game or games. Right. Uh, so you guys will be heading out on the road and be looking for your correspondences in Saturday's Herald Tribune. I've got one coming up this week on the. I'm going to mention. I should have mentioned this yes. a little before, but um, I went down and talked to the uh, Wolf Brothers for Venice. It was Hayden and Weston Wolf that got that story. I think that's going to be in the Thursday issue this week. So look for that story. They were they were fun to talk to and. They even the rivalry even came down to who can eat the most ice cream, let alone who does stuff on the field. So, look for that one in there. It's, that was a fun one to do, and uh, they've they really enjoy playing together. And once Hayden gets done with his football season, he's heading taken off to Old Dominion in here in less than a month. So, got that to look forward to as well. And uh, I'm trying to track down. Actually, I got a couple of players off the. Uh, there's only been one time in our uh, area history where two Sarasota teams have been in the Final Four. And that was back in 1968 when Sarasota and Cardinal Mooney made it. So I managed to track down a couple of Mooney players off that team. So I'll be going through the teams uh, locally that have made the Final Four. And obviously, Riverview and Venice are the latest. Thanks to Donnie Wilkie for his research. Yes, uh, hopefully... Uh, we won't have to run a series of corrections. I know back in '96, <laughs> back in '96, we should have been on that final four list at Riverview, but things happened, and we still talk about it 22 years later. And so, if that tells you anything, what it's like? <laughs> oh, of course, those memories will never fade. Just yeah. goes to show how hard it is to do it. Yep. Yes, it is, especially in our talent-rich area. Uh, so, for Scott Lockwood, for Dennis Manfazoli, I'm Doug Fernandez. We'll see you next week on the Herald Tribune podcast. Out. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.